listening to Dad's Diapers and Drinks. Three dads trying to lead their families well in a crazy world. So grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Everybody, welcome back to Dad's Diapers and Drinks. I'm your host Scott. I'm Nathan, and I'm Jeff. You're listening to the next episode. I don't know what order these are coming out anymore because we just <laughs> we just did the wives one mm-hmm. a couple days ago. So I don't even know what, what number this is. But um, here we are talking again. <laughs> um, Nathan and I we've got some some rum and coke going this week. Yes. Uh, which is a delicious combo that I had f- really not had in a long time. Yes, kind of it's, forgot. It's not just bog standard rum; it's coconut rum, Malibu. Coconut rum, yes, yes, with so, Coke, with Coke, all the C's. Mm. Yes, it's quite delicious. Delish. That is one of my wife's absolute favorites. Our current go-to is the uh, Bacardi um, spiced rum. Oh yeah. Comes in very big bottle. Mm-hmm. I, we like that with Coke. That stuff's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I currently have myself my my usual. I have my Glenmorangie 14. I've got this podcast plus maybe one more. Depends how heavy of a pour I need. If I just finish it, but yeah. it is mm, still elegant, still fantastic. Good yeah, stuff. Depends on how long we go. Mm-hmm. Mm. It depends which which one of these bullet points we hit. I might. <laughs> we've got a we've got a lot we could talk about this week. Yes, um, we're talking about respect. And I know I titled this R E S P E C T, and you may have heard a little snippet of that played in the intro. Um, but we're really just talking about respect in general. So, yes, um, we can just jump right into it. I don't know if you guys want to do <laughs> much of a personal <laughs> um, update. Or, I'm gonna pre-apologize for my gruffness not gruffness in my demeanor but in my sound because i'm sick (laughs) Mm -hmm. well i'm recovering i'll I'll put it that way so yeah sorry for all the sniffles and the occasional distant yeah yeah those come out but you know (laughs) you can kind of get a window into my existence right now yeah you've been sick for how many days it's like this is like day five now woof but yeah yeah it's just never fun when it drags on. Yep. My only thing, uh, life update is today, Kelly just absolutely refused to fall asleep at her nap time. What? So she just like didn't take a nap today. Put her in her room. We're like, kid, you are so tired. You are taking a freaking nap. And she would not sleep. She sat, sat, at their, sat in her room, kicking at the door and screaming. And I'm like working right through the wall. And I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> so freaking open the door and let her out like i can't <laughs> I, I can't handle this and uh she didn't take a nap till like five and we're like uh, we just found her asleep on the floor at five and we're like okay we woke her up like 45 minutes later we're like we're not letting you sleep until like seven and then wake up so we're just gonna whatever so she's just an absolute monster all evening Dang. <laughs> it's just it's been a day with her I, mean, I don't know what that was. She just would not take her dang nap today. So, 
Yeah, it's yeah. been fun. It's been a very peaceful Monday. <laughs> yeah, the joys of working from home. Sometimes <laughs> that crap can happen. Dude, that's just, yeah. It's not often you have a two-year-old in your place of work. This yeah, is true. Yeah, you know, the office has got some some downsides. It doesn't have absolutely ludicrous two-year-old. That is not on the right. list of regular office experience. Yeah. So. But there's also, you know, sometimes sex can happen when you're working from home. You hey, a little lunch break. Oh. Yeah. You know. So that doesn't happen at the office, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it never happened. Definitely. It doesn't happen. <laughs> we had uh, Nate and Bethany over um, Hills, and they brought their kids, obviously. Nice. So I got to see what a three-and-a-half-year-old looks like. Nate. <laughs> oh, so that's one of those. <laughs> and uh, it was just kind of nonstop um, teaching moments for Nate, it seemed. Um, so I was, yeah, I was thinking of Kelly and then how she might be when she's three and a half. I thought, oh man, that's very much the same. If, uh, I don't know. Maybe she's, maybe she'll grow out of it quicker, but <clears throat> yeah. oh man, it's, it's crazy to me. Well, two, two, two thoughts. First, it's crazy to me that by the end of 2022, Kelly will be three and a half and Andy will be one and a half. Which yeah. one and a half just sounds like nuts. Like that is a, that is a big, that's a big <laughs> yeah. kid. One and a half is so much bigger than six months. Yeah, mm. Davis will be basically two because his birthday is January, yeah. January 14th. Wow. So he'll be right in the thick of it. <laughs> yeah. Woo. He's pretty. But my other thought is, go ahead. Now, every time I, you see kids that are older than your kid, you're mm. just like studying them. Yeah. So we were at church on Sunday and Kelly was playing with a three-year-old boy. It is Brandon, my friend Brandon's youngest. His name's Owen. And they were playing with some blocks together and he was doing a really good job of including Kelly in play. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where I went, wow, my daughter Goals. does not do that. <laughs> and he was like, no, come here, put the, put the red block on there. And she's like, oh, and Kelly would do it. But Kelly would never say, hey, you put the green triangle on top of the yellow. She would never do hey, that. Give me your green like, triangle. <laughs> yeah, she, no, she would just take it and go, no, green triangle. Like, that's, what, that's where her mind is. <laughs> so uh, it was really cool to me just to go, oh, man. And he, so he's like a little over three. And I was like, man, oh, so like six months from now, maybe Kelly will be more like this. And it won't be as much of just demanding stuff and then crying when it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It'd be more of, I recognize that you have a thing. And I would like you to do a certain thing with that thing. And I'm going to ask you about it. Where Kelly's just yeah. like, food now. And you're like, okay. I wonder if, is, was it Brandon and Karen? Is yeah. That, okay. I, I forgot they had another kid for some reason. Yeah. Their third is three. Yeah. Wow. Um, and their oldest. Oh my word. It's like 11, 10 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he walked up to me in church. He's like eye level. I was like, nah. Nope. Nah. <laughs> I remember when you were wrong. <laughs> Seriously. I was in the Shalix house. We were group. all in their Bible study. Yeah. yeah. Oh my word. But I was thinking maybe the reason their youngest is a better sharer is because he has older siblings. Mm. And Brandon said that he said, yeah. you, you said warning. He has two older siblings. So yeah, he learned, <laughs> he's picked up on social things that a firstborn just doesn't have the opportunity. Right. To like they might say the same thing about, uh, their Surely. firstborn. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Fun stuff. Absolutely. Fun stuff with kids. Um, all right. We were to jump into this topic. I'm saying let's, let's do it. Let's, dive in so we're talking about respect yes um, um you want to read the dictionary definition of respect Mr. yes Nathan? i like to have a solid uh 
basis so that everyone is uh, on the same understanding playing field. So the uh, the Oxford Dictionary playing field yes. that is correct. Um, there is there's a verb which I don't think really applies in this. That's scenario. like respect, but the noun. That's like a verb <laughs> to respect. Um, there's there's two primary definitions, and the first one is a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by the abilities, qualities, or achievements. So, yeah. And then the second of the two is due regard for feelings, wishes, rights, or traditions of others. So I think those kind of actually go together sometimes, and sometimes they're entirely independent. Because I feel like a lot of the time you, you have that deep admiration in a certain sense for the abilities and qualities that a particular person displays, or... It's purely because you're attempting to have regard for a particular person's feelings, wishes, or traditions. Yes. I've, I mean, those are all very. Like, that's like a condensed. Obviously, obviously you did read the definition of the word right there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) I, I don't know, for some reason I was thinking of it more of a. Uh, understanding someone else's uh, <laughs> power. This, I can't think of the word. Um, like having well, a healthy, to, having healthy respect for something that could kill you, or mm-hmm. not, so. Not the, just people, the verb but, definition. I just, I just looked it up because I wanted to have it in front of me so that I could remember all the words. Yeah. Um, the verb of it is to hold to hold in high esteem, mm-hmm. or to regard something, or show consideration for something. Which I think for our purposes, the verb form is more close to, to what we are. Yeah, to show mm-hmm. consideration, maybe. Yeah. But it's I also like when you, know. like if I respect someone, respect has different like meanings depending on who it is being displayed towards. So like I have respect for Scott through our friendship, right? And I have respect for my dad though because he's my dad. And I also, but that's, partially because of what I've seen him do, but also just because who he is. But then I also have respect for, you know, someone who is older than me, who is like, oh, you might know something that I don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's not because they've like somehow earned my respect, but it's just... Right, There, yeah. Some people are naturally, well, I guess all people are naturally deserving of some respect just on a human to human level. Mm-hmm. Like I respect you as a human. I'm not going to, yes, you know, because my chickens weren't laying eggs. I cut their heads off. Like I wouldn't do that to a human who was not providing a certain service to me. Dang. Um, <laughs> okay. It's good to know, Scott. I'm glad yeah, to hear that. that Would happened. you like some more Coke? <laughs> I am just about, just about empty. All right, I'll be right back. <laughs> More Malibu rum, please. Um, oh, wow, you just put the definition right in there. Boom, I like it. It's amazing. We have a shared document. Like You can like, write the definition. Yeah. But, sorry, go ahead. I, I, no, you, go ahead. You were halfway done. You go. Um, I've lost the train. <laughs> no, gone. yeah, but like you have like a basis of respect, which is like, which I feel like generally is something that isn't something that you just have. Like, you're, I don't feel like you're born with like, oh, I just think that I should listen to you or I should just give you some level of regard. It's like there is the 
the human standard, which is like, I think everyone should have this. I don't have the same respect for a dog as I do for Scott, obviously. But I think there's also the, the earned level of respect where it's like someone has shown a specific aptitude or, you know, holds like quality moral standards that they are, you know, have integrity right. about that's consistent. In this example of respect that you're referring to, mm-hmm. I respect Scott's knowledge of electronic stuff way more than my own. And mm-hmm. Nate, I respect your knowledge of mechanics way more than my own mm. because I know that you are a legitimate expert at your craft mm. of mechanics and I am not. So like I, I will give you respect if I ask for your opinion on something that has to do with an engine and Scott's, I will hold your opinion higher than Scott's mm-hmm. just because I respect your, your knowledge and your training in the field. So that means that what you say has a higher weight to it. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> Sorry, I was you looking at the, someone? I was looking at the YouTube chat. Some random. I, I don't understand that comment. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta pull it up. Um. Yes, there's respect that people naturally have then there's respect that is earned through personal achievements or mm-hmm. like i respect lebron james's ability to play basketball mm-hmm. i don't necessarily respect his opinion on political issues yeah because i think he has a high school education <laughs> along with the rest yeah. of the nba mm-hmm. even yeah. the ones who got a college degree we know what's you up you didn't get a people. college degree <laughs> so mm-hmm. i don't respect their opinions i was just talking about this with uh well, with Nate, with Nate and Bethany uh, the other night, um, and how I need to catch myself, even when an athlete says something I do agree with, mm-hmm. I need to remind myself he is just as unqualified to talk about this as the other guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the he, guy I didn't. He may have didn't struck agree. some that, truth. That, that's the Fox News thing, where it's right. like mainstream media is garbage. I like when Fox. I like Fox News sometimes, though. It's like mm-hmm. no, you, you either disagree with the way that that the, the way that the news works. Mm-hmm. Or you don't. It's like, I disagree with it fundamentally. So even though Fox News has people on it that say things mm. I like, it's like, I still know that your job is to do gotchas on Democrats. Mm. And I yes. like when you do it, but I know what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> I, I even have to check myself when I'm listening, I mean, to different podcasts. Like Joe Rogan's been really under fire recently. Oh, geez. For, you know, all the stuff that he's gone through. For of thinking like, for himself. For having all these things. But that's the thing is we have that opinion. It's like, well- I have listened to him for a while, so I have a respect that I feel like he gets close to a lot of things. He may not always hit the nail on the head, but you also have to remember that he is a game show host slash comedian slash UFC commentator. Like, the dude's not like a, an expert on any of this stuff. He's just a curious dude that has people on that know things. Right. But he is and, and he's a good enough comedian to keep the podcast interesting at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he is genuinely curious, and he retains a lot of what he listens to, and he's engaged in the whole conversation. He's he is mm-hmm. a really smart dude, honestly. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but he's not a qualified, you know, credentialed expert in anything. Mm-hmm. He's just a guy. Maybe UFC. Well, okay, he, UFC. He, yeah, he could probably be an expert yeah. in that. <laughs> Martial arts or yeah. MMA. Yeah, Taekwondo. He was, you know, 
he won many competitions doing that. So yeah, the guy knows a thing yeah. or two about that. He I mean, the, the, the stuff he's getting crucified for. <laughs> yes. He did. I know. Well, the most recent one was like, he made comments about our weird language of black and white mm-hmm. for people. And he's right. like, I've never met a white person and I've never met a, like a really like truly black person. It's like, that's our language is very polarized, but it's not truly accurate for what humans are. Mm-hmm. Right. Was kind of the point he's trying to make. We are every shade through it. We're every shade in between that. And if you're going based yeah. on skin color. Yeah. Like I've seen people of all different skin colors. So like at what point yeah. do you cross over from white to black and like Hispanics yeah. are somewhere in the middle? Like, I don't know. So that, that's where he was kind of having that I, conversation and people were like, oh, you said the wrong thing. And he's like, dude, he has no clue what he's talking about right now. He is and just the listener should understand friggin- that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like he's just like talking about this thing. That's like, okay, here's a clear oddity in language versus reality. I'm just kind of talking through it right now. And you go, okay, yeah, maybe someone's a little like, eh, probably wouldn't say that in public again, but like, I don't know. He's just figuring it out and you get mad at people for it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> right. So with Joe Rogan right now, we're talking about, the authority in this day and age being the government and all of its affiliates in big tech mm-hmm. um, trying to shut people down for different opinions that are perceived as offensive or dangerous or, or you know, harmful. And, yeah. Endangering people's lives or misinformation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it seems like it is much easier are much more justifiable to me to not respect authority um, as it once was. Mm. So yeah. Um, so I'm looking at my my first point here. Um, so when we talk about respecting authority, um, I'm thinking of the definition of the word that is more like to show regard or consideration for, mm-hmm. as Jeff put up here. Yeah. Um, so I know what, well, most of the time I know what the law is, and if it's a mask mandate, I will reluctantly do it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I will, I will do as I'm told because I, I am a good citizen, um, or uh, I'll respect authority, the authority of my employer. Like I, I don't want to get mm-hmm. fired, even if they're doing something I don't agree with. I still have to go along with it. Um, so I don't know, respecting authority. I don't know if it's compliance or I don't, I mean, but the thing is, is it also manifests in ways that you don't even think about. Like I respect other drivers on the road. So I follow road signs like that sign says, stop. I'm going to stop. Probably going to stop. There is nothing truly physically restricting me from stop, from not stopping at that stop sign. Aside from a police officer seeing me blow right through it and be like, whatever, you know, but like, there's other things like that that we respect that yeah. isn't even just like, oh, I'm respecting an authority. No, I respect I respect that because those are the rules of the road for us to all agree on. Right. What's well, yeah? It's the it's the social contract that we've all signed. Right? Yeah. It's just this. It's not like it's articulated, but it's the yeah. There's a line at the grocery store. You don't cut it. Yeah. Right. It's you don't. I don't know. It's like this basic. Well, the reason why we're talking about it is because it's this basic deep level stuff that we want our kids to learn mm-hmm. from us because we want them to be respectful of authority because it is an important part of of well, growing up. And I want them to respect my authority as their parent. And to respect so, our authority as parents mm-hmm. and as adults. 
But at the same time, as Scott kind of alluded to in, in his first line, it just so happens that right now, I personally have lost a ton of respect for the authorities in our country. Yeah. Mm. So it's like we're on this awkward line of me openly saying how much I hate the authority of, of the country yeah. and also saying, like, yeah. kids, you should really respect authority. Well, it's really interesting about that because that almost exclusively extends for me personally to like a federal level, like people that are like, or even sometimes even like on a, like a local, like mayor level. But it's like, that doesn't mean that I don't respect the cop that pulled me over because I was speeding or I don't respect you know, some local official or even someone who's like a cashier at a grocery store. I'm not just gonna be like, screw you. Like, no, I have a basic respect for people who have authority in their area, especially that directly affects my life. Yeah. Yeah. Lo the lo the more local, the more uh, natural it is. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Right. And the more personal. Yeah. The more personal the interaction, the more natural it is, I think. Um, so yeah. for going back to the stop sign example, I I obey stop signs because I understand to why they're there. <laughs> mm -hmm. to, to a point, yeah. Be, the reason stop signs are there is because you have two roads that are crossing and you need to stop because there might be a car coming the other way. Yeah. But if it is nighttime and you and can see very obvious there are no headlights <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, what's the point of stopping? I already know. I've already assessed the risk here. Mm -hmm. I know there's nobody coming. So why should I stop all the way? So... I mean, so what you are hitting on is following the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law. Exactly. And I'm not going to condone that action at all. <laughs> Granted, I will still do that sometimes. Like on my back streets, it's literally a block long. It's 25 miles an hour. And I'm rolling up to that stop sign. And if someone is not right there, I probably hit like maybe five miles an hour. And then I'm like, and I'm off again. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, it's like. Exactly what you're saying, which is following the spirit of the law and not the letter of the, the law. The spirit of the law is people who in this intersection shouldn't hit each other. Mm -hmm. and you're like, correct. Successfully did it. It's 1 a.m. Nobody's here. No car accident. We nailed mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Letter of the law is you stop at stop signs. Right. And the funny thing is you will teach your kids you stop at stop signs. Mm -hmm. But they're not going to because they are well, going to realize through their own intuition that mm, I really have to stop at this stop sign right exactly. now. Exactly. You can't necessarily teach your kids the nuances when it comes to following the spirit so of the law. So you teach the letter. You teach the letter mm -hmm. and kind of let them figure out the nuances for themselves. Yeah. Um, just like just like blinker usage, it's kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's like you oh, use your blinkers when you turn and then it's like, yeah, and then it's somewhere down the road. It's like there's no one on the road anywhere. I'm turning left at a stop sign with no one here. Mm -hmm. Do I blinker? And it's like, no, you don't blinker. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like some you still can. I bet a lot of people who are listening to this still do. But it's like you really don't have to if you think about it. You don't have to. Yeah. You can just go. But right. all those things, it's like you don't ever tell your kid, don't put your blinker on when you turn left. You tell them to do that. It's, yeah. Please, for the love of God, do it. And anyway. it's interesting because I don't even recognize that I have those kinds of things. And I feel like traffic stuff is like the the one thing that is like really interesting because it's all held within my mind like you're at an empty intersection and you're sitting at a red light to turn left and there is literally no one around and i'm like i could have just you're gone like i could have just gone but will i go no i'm gonna sit there and i'm gonna wait until that light goes green and then i'll go <laughs> and it's so it's funny, interesting right? 
because it's like it's like we've talked about it's this like this social contract that we've all agreed upon but there's a lot of those things that have been put in place in multiple areas of our lives i mean traffic's like a really easy example but i feel like there's a lot of those areas in our lives that we have agreed to this social contract we agree to respect others in society by doing these things and so we have a lot of different areas which we are respecting people at least that's how i was raised to respect these things right but when it comes to traffic i think the letter of the law as we're calling it Mm -hmm. makes makes perfect sense yes um like every every traffic sign that we have or this is a one-way street or yield or stop or red light yellow light green light all that makes perfect sense to keep everyone safe Mm -hmm. Um, and i have no problem with the way the letter is written the problem happens when the letter of the law stops making sense (laughs) when the the spirit of the law makes more sense than the letter Mm -hmm. wholesale if they just set all highway speeds to 25 miles per hour you just go i'm not doing that (laughs) nope not happening i will defy authority there i will challenge authority i will there there Mm -hmm. is not a thing that's going to happen but it will keep you safer i don't doubt it still not happening Right. It would eliminate all car accidents. Correct. Still not happening. Like, yeah. Or when data comes out showing that masks don't really do anything to prevent the spread of COVID. Yet mask matter. mandates remain. Like, mm-hmm. no, this is just stupid. So, you know, then we're kind of getting into when, when is it okay to challenge authority? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are those nuances? Um, I don't know. And that's... That's something that's really difficult to teach your kids, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's. But I think it's kind of exactly what you were talking about, Jeff. In that, it I feel like it comes down from a breakdown of respect. Because, like we talked, it's like okay, I have a base level of respect. You can go up from that, and you can go down from that. Mm-hmm. And there, there are people even in my life where I'm like, yeah, no, you have you have whittled away ninety five percent of the respect that I have for you. You know, I respect you as a human being, but that begins and ends. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh man, I this is a little personal, but he's a complete dick, so I'm gonna go ahead and say it. <laughs> I just lost all respect for a certain human being mm-hmm. uh, this past week in a it's such a shattering way that I, I have to say it here. One of one of our friends uh, was engaged, and then their engagement just fell apart. And the guy who I had held in decent level of respect, thought of him as a friend, turns out complete dick and just just dumped his fiance and said it's because you are like too neurotic and I think you need special I think you need counseling and you need help and I can't marry you. Hmm. And then left her and like basically blamed it blamed her and all of it and then peaced out and i was like i wow. have never lost respect for someone so suddenly in my life <laughs> oh my word <laughs> yeah it's gone whatever you had is no more oh my gosh like it <laughs> wow. was such a shattering thing to just like one day th- i literally saw them like two weeks ago and oh i was like word. oh yeah it was great great do to I, see them again and then do i know these people yes okay we'll talk later post post show <laughs> after yeah. the recording uh, stops yeah and I saw them like two weeks ago and then to have it just end so suddenly be like, Oh my, Oh my goodness. I can't mm-hmm. believe, 
I can't believe you. So yeah, it's like as soon as something like that happens, it's like respect is losable. It's mm. gone. I will never respect that person again. Yeah. It's like it's it is out the freaking window. And a little sidebar here before we carry on. Um, something that's really interesting is the relationship uh, with husbands and wives, especially when it comes to respect. Mm. Like as a man, I think all of us can feel this very much. Respect is such a valued thing, even on like a subconscious level that it is like, it's something that I hold higher than most things, honestly. And I, I value I think it's actually it. a key difference between men and women is well, actually yes. so our relationship with respect. Predominantly women are, they need love. Like they, they want respect, but they need love. And there are certain areas where they, they need respect, but predominantly love is the thing that like makes them tick. And as a man, respect is the thing that makes me tick. When my wife respects me, man, then, then I can walk on loved. the moon. I feel loved. Yeah. Yes. It's and the, when you the love your wife, are reversed. Yeah. they feel respected. Yeah. And I mean, they obviously feel loved. And when my wife loves me, I feel loved. But when I feel respected, I feel that much more love in a sense. Right. And so yeah. I think that's why this particular topic hits all of us so hard. And when you have these breakdowns in respect, it's just like, like this hits me at my core yeah. <laughs> of my existence. It really, it really did. It shook me so much. I was like, I, I just, I can't believe mm. that I had held you in respect. And now I don't at such a degree <laughs> so quickly. Yeah. It's like, wow. That was a freaking head turn. And it, I don't know. It, I was trying to tell Alan this. I was like, it shook me in a way that I just didn't think it would. Mm -hmm. It's like, it just made me mad. It's like, oh man, mm -hmm. that just, that just freaking saw. Oh, that just sucks so much that you would <laughs> do that. And you're a friend and like, oh my gosh, I, oh boy. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, this is all coming out pretty raw. Like, I hadn't right. thought about this. I hadn't correlated these things in my head with this topic. Feel all the things. <laughs> oh, dude, it's just feeling. Help me, Max. Uh. And I'm leaking. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, back on topic. Yeah, <laughs> I felt that way when uh, the lead singer of a band I used to like tried mm. to murder his wife. Oh my oh, word! Fuck. Holy cow! I remember that. <laughs> Lost respect in a second. <laughs> wow, you're a scumbag. All right. Mm -hmm. Our dad was like, hey, you know that band you like? <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, you know that band you, you're about to used to like? <laughs> yeah. It's like the singer's going to jail. Huh? What? Yeah. Oh, that's, that sucks. That was rough. Um, so jumping back, I had started to talk about when when it's appropriate to challenge authority. Mm -hmm. um, and there are many historical examples of people challenging authority. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to know. I think a lot of good things have come from that. Obviously, America is a story of us challenging authority mm -hmm. and winning and creating the greatest country the world has ever known. Good things came of it, but should we have revolted in the first place? Debatable. Mm -hmm. We didn't like being taxed so much. Um, I don't know. Uh, but we did. It didn't happen. And good things happened. So I don't know if that means it's justified or not. But um, well, I'm not, I would say I would say it is. It, it's, not, it's not to make an ends justify the means right, argument. Right. Mm -hmm. But just to make a 
uh, corrupt authority is needs to be challenged. And it's, it's yeah. not, that's not an option. It is the duty of good men to challenge corrupt authority. Right. Is something I, I, I just truly believe. If someone, like, the, the, the example is like, the, you're, on, you're on an island, there's 11 people on an island, six are men, five are women. Mm-hmm. And, this, and um, all the men say, all the women have to be naked. We all voted, women are going to be naked. And you go, no, like, <laughs> you will, you have to, cha- a good man yeah. says, I am challenging the authority on this. Like, I will not stand for unjust things. And uh, yes. so that, that's the difficulty is like you, everyone, I don't know. It's kind of a, a character in like American culture is the, the captain America in civil war who says I am captain America, but I'm standing up against yeah. what is being said for me to do. And it's like, there's something about that that really hits home. I don't know if it's just cultural for us because of the history of the revolution, mm-hmm. but like it, it, it is the duty of a good of good men to stand up and say, I will not follow bad rules. I mean, yeah. Even the story of like the old westerns, where you'd have the mysterious drifter that happened to go through town and oh yeah, the sheriff who is basically runs judge, jury, and executioner essentially runs the whole place, is corrupt and doing all these terrible things, and then he runs them out of town. It's like that's a, a victory. It's like, well, if you think about that, it's like the authority was in place. And this random stranger basically comes in and destroys that authority. It's like, well, well, that's actually good. Well, why is it good? Because corrupt authority needs to be challenged. Right. Yeah. We see that happening right now with this Canadian trucker oh, man. thing going on. Like they literally all truck <laughs> to Ottawa <laughs> to just park outside the Capitol and yell at yeah, a place. A place where I, as a as a standard American, I was like, I had to Google, where is Ottawa? What is that? I, <laughs> I don't, don't know anything know. about this. <laughs> oh, that's where that is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My word. Yeah. It's... Uh, so, protests it, and, it, and cha- challenging authority are not new, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just finding the times when it's appropriate to do so. And I think we're definitely in those times right now. Mm. Yeah. It, 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 it may seem, the argument going on is that it's not like it's that big of a deal again it's like hey get vaccinated please is basically the argument from the one side mm-hmm. and the other side is saying your require your new law says that if i'm not vaccinated i'm not allowed to like deliver food i'm a, i'm just a truck driver i stay in my truck and i just want to drive into your city to deliver you all your food supplies and they said, yeah, you can't do that. And they're like, okay, well, we're not, we are, look, you've hit up against something. Mm-hmm. I am not budging. We're not doing this. And then they just parked their trucks on the highway and blocked the highways off. Well, yeah. the thing like, is, is that there is the conflict of, it's almost an inverse proportion of what we were talking about with like traffic signs, where the spirit of the law and the letter of the law have almost flipped. Because the spirit is to, hey, we want to protect people. We don't want people to get sick yeah, we're just and keeping people safe. have COVID and die. And that's that's like the hey, this is the spirit, you know. But really, the spirit is like, oh, this is uh, we just want to keep people safe. But really, they're using that as a platform to support their letter of the law, which is you going to just do what we say, comply, yes. essentially. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's finally boiled to a point where, I mean, again, that's the funny thing about it. It was probably only like. I don't know, a hundred people 
Mm-hmm. When you think about it in the grand scheme of things, it's probably a hundred truckers that said not doing it and they parked. And then a thousand other guys went, you know what? They're freaking right. And they parked. Mm-hmm. And now it's 50,000 people or so. Yeah. It's like, it really, That's crazy. It's, it's so amazing when you think about it in, in, in the, in the like fine point, it was a few people who said, we're not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. And they were in the right place at the right time to make a stand and say, this is, we've we're this is not okay anymore mm-hmm. we're just we're just not gonna deal with this stuff and it's not the first time i don't know this is a it's a modern example this is by far not the first time that this has happened where you just hit you hit the wall and you just go this yeah. is not and we had it a couple of years ago with with policing in america in 2020 with george floyd where half the country said well i'll say half is more like just like 75 percent of the country said okay we got a problem mm-hmm. this is unacceptable then what yeah everyone's in agreement there for a moment well everybody agreed that that was not good (laughs) yeah that's what i don't understand (laughs) like no one thinks the police officer was in the right here so what are we fighting about again Mm -hmm. yeah and well we won't dive down that road yeah sorry i had a thought and now it's gone i'm sorry sorry it's not your fault i it's totally mine So, as you may have guessed, we decided to split this episode into two parts. So, we thank you for listening to part one. Come back next week, and we'll talk at you with part two. Bye. Bye.